It's time for Takes on Takes. You know the drill. You give us the takes. We give you the take on your take today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. Oh. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Uh, always great to be joined by uh, established and esteemed author Joe Marino. Thank uh, you. On the show. So I'm just why, why are we bringing that up today? I'm just the, the book sitting over your yeah. shoulder right now. I'm just, it was. For whatever reason, I hit record and it said yeah. you're live. And then when the thing faded away, both of those books were perfectly yeah. framed because they're technically right in uh, the center of our entire framing of our entire show. If you're watching on YouTube. So good product yeah. placement by Joe. I, yeah. I have not written any books. Uh, so. Might have some take, more. You never know. Take, take. You, you never know write, what I'm working on. You should write another book. Take a response to take. Maybe I will. Okay. Great. All right. We got good stuff. Appreciate everyone uh, getting the takes in a little early this week, accommodating some scheduling stuff that we had. So let's dive into what's, it. What's your what's your uh, field trip? Uh, we're going to the pumpkin patch, Kyle, on Friday with my pumpkin daughter's patch. preschool. Yeah. Well, today is Friday, obviously. Yeah, today. it's today definitely you're... it's definitely Friday. We're recording this. Yeah. Wink, yeah. wink. Yeah. Uh, Samuel hitting with, with some current events, which I always appreciate. He said with Kyler Murray. Welcome back. He tweeted it out. I'm practicing. Kyler Murray coming off the pup and designated to return. He is back in place as a Cardinals quarterback by week 10 and leads the Cardinals to finish the season with six or more wins, meaning Kyler would be at least five and three as a starter this season. I know Kyle's pulling up the Cardinals schedule. I know that's yeah, why you're, you're darn right. I am. So, but here, here's the fun thing before we, before we, cause I know we're going to pick these games. What's interesting about this whole deal with like Kyler Murray coming in kind of cold, right? Isn't that what happened with Josh Dobbs? I mean, like they've they've onboarded a quarterback in a short period of time mm -hmm. and, and started, and he's he's held his head above water. So like yeah. that's something to keep in mind here as we forecast Kyler Murray to this Cardinals team. Okay, Can so they get we're, to starting five and three? At, we're starting at week ten. Yeah, week ten. So be eight. There should be eight uh, games left. Home against the Falcons. That's a winnable game. It's a winnable game. First start back, I'm not going to pick you to win it. No. Put it in the maybe bucket? Maybe bucket. Uh, at Houston Texans. L. That's an L. Yeah. Home against the LA Rams. L. I think so, too. At Pittsburgh Steelers, coming west, or coming east. Unlikely. Unlikely. L. Bye week. San Francisco 49ers. Oh, brother. L. Samuel didn't look at the schedule. Hey, hey, by the way, the Eagle at Philadelphia is on here too. Oh no. So this is a no. Do we need to go any further? He's not going to be five and three. Their most winnable game is at Chicago week 16. Yeah, I don't think so. I think three and five might be a better prediction for what they look like. 
maybe two and six. I think two and six is is the more probable outcome if they play Tank if he get, comes in week ten. So I'm fading that. Yeah. Jacob says the Dolphins. You heard of this team? The Dolphins no. will be the first team in NFL history with two one thousand yard rushers and two one thousand yard receivers. So Waddle That's Hill, Moster, right? That's going down. It's and a matter H- of it's uh, it's a Chan a Chan. Is what I mean? What he's probably got? A- how many, H- what's he got right now? Like six hundred yards in four games or something? A Chan. Yeah. What does he got? Four hundred sixty yards. So four sixty. And he's. And I on, think I think Raheem Mostert's at like four seventy nine or something like that. This is totally possible, right? If if everybody stays healthy. Excuse me. Mostert's at four twenty nine. On okay. 75 carries. He's averaging 5.7 yards per carry, 71 yards per game. Achan is probably coming back against the Raiders off of IR as soon as they come out of the bye, which would be week 11. So he'll have how many games? 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Eight games. So it's eight to games. Get 500, to get... 540 yards. I think this is really possible. I'm not going to bet on it. Very possible. Very I'm not. Possible. You're. You're. I, I'm in such an uncomfortable place. You're not going to get me on here talking any kind of smack in regards to Miami or any kind of bold proclamation. Talk smack, but come on. You think this? This could certainly happen, right? It's mathematically very possible because Tyree yeah. Kill needs 100 and 186 yards for a thousand. We're, we're going to get to Tyree Kill. We'll save that. Okay. Uh, okay. Matt says Cam Ward is the next Jalen Hurts, toolsy quarterback taken on day two by a team that isn't perceived to need a quarterback who will eventually take over and be a quality starter in time. I'm, I love Cam Ward. Now, there's some Jekyll and Hyde in Cam Ward's game that is very difficult to uh, reconcile. But here's what you should remember about Cam Ward. He was unrecruited as a quarterback because he played in a wing T offense in high school. That's what I ran when I was a Pop Warner coach. And then he goes to Incarnate Word and immediately throws for 8 billion yards. Transfers to Washington State. I think he's shown development this year versus last year, which is was his first year at Washington State. Cam Ward has the most talented arm in the class. Kyle said that. I mean, there's some big arms out there. Yeah. Now, the consistency and the decision-making, I don't think he's as athletic as Caleb Williams is. I'd still comfortably take Caleb Williams, so don't take that as a, any kind of slight against Caleb. It's like Quinn Ewers and um, – Cam Ward have the most talented, just pure arm in the class. And he's a little bit more athletic than you probably think that he is when you watch him get on the move. Washington State has some scheme throws. I actually think he'd be a really good fit in a Shanahan-style offense, Cam Ward, because he's scheme, scheme throws. He's got really good ball handling, RPOs, play-action pass. But he's got juice. He could push the ball down the field. Like I, I really like him. I I think this is as good of a take as you can have to project somebody to be the next version of what Jalen Hurts is as a anomaly. In the well, how, how are we dealing with valuation here? Because Jordan Love was a first round pick. You know what I mean? I like, think I think the magnitude of quarterbacks that you have that are eligible. I would be surprised if Cam Warren ended up going in the first round as of right now. So that's what if it comes. You think it's a class? Yeah. I, I think there's probably Cam Ward's probably going to end up being QB four or five. And maybe like in 2020, when Jordan loves QB four, he sneaks into the, the late twenties. I would still bet that he goes just because they're the, the bad marks on tape are, are kind of ugly. 
Okay. All right, well, we're going to build off of this take, and I think uh, the Teddy take of the week is coming up in the next segment. So stick with us here. But first, folks, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's more important than ever to make sure that you are prepared. And with all the current events right now, that can affect the the supply chain, and there could be shortages for medications and getting them in a timely manner. There's a solution to that problem, and it's the Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And look, you can customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your own personal unique needs. And Jace is always working hard to expand their offerings. They've made some good improvements here recently. So check them out and you can purchase a gift card. So if there's a family member or a loved one that you want to have a Jace case of their own, you can get them a gift card. So go to Jace Medical. And use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com. Folks, get into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now they got a crazy good deal for you. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets Win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. A ton of different things that you can bet on, including spreads, player props. You know, that's what I've been loving, the the player props. That's where I've been winning over at FanDuel, over, unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get this NFL season going. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right. All right. Teddy? So, is, is this the Teddy? No, no, I want to build off because the Cam Ward take kind of leads into this next one here from okay. uh, the YouTube name here is user and a bunch of numbers. So I don't user know. User bunch this. of numbers. Yeah, user bunch of numbers. Uh, Shadur Sanders would be better suited going back to Colorado and coming out of next year's draft with a chance to be QB1 as opposed to being QB5 or lower in this draft. I think Shadur's probably QB3 this year, predictively. Is that. Williams, May, Sanders? Yeah, I would say so right now. Um, It's interesting, man. Like, Drake May kind of had a clunky start. Uh, Caleb Williams had a really rough outing against Notre Dame. Shadur's got the worst offensive, literally the worst offensive line in college football. Um, And yet leads, I think he's still outpacing Michael Penix in, in yardage. Wow. Like, still leads power five in, or leads... FBS in passing yards per game. So Shadur, I'd probably be inclined to agree with this take, especially with NIL and especially with, you know, his dad being the coach at Colorado and what they're trying to build. Um, I would not be surprised if he declares, because I do think he would go in the first round. So that's kind of where I'm at with Shadur. I like Shadur's game a lot. I think he's, he's super tough. He's kind of shown some clutch gene to him. I think there's some some growth that's necessary from a uh, timeliness of decision making process at times. Uh, but he's he's got some really really good like NFL passing concepts on tape too. Now it's it's not all correlative one for one with what the kind of offense they're running, but uh, I I think he would find himself probably in the top twenty of a draft. All right, this one is along those lines, and then we'll get to this good take that I really like. Juggling Dave, I think he has something aggressive here that I personally disagree with. He said okay. the Chiefs are the only team that should not try and trade their quarterback for the number one pick 
in the upcoming draft. Come on, man. I mean, really? The Chiefs are the only team? I can I can think of several. Yeah, because you, you gotta you gotta know, right? Like we and think you we don't know. know. You we, don't we, know. I here's the take. I think if Caleb Williams goes to the Arizona Cardinals, he will not be a successful NFL player. Like he, he's not immune from that. Right. And and the vast majority are. So if you have a player who has proof of concept that they're a good player, now I I get very excited about the possibility of having an infrastructure that has already supported a successful quarterback and then bringing in Caleb Williams. Sure. For sure. You'd love the fact to get him on a rookie contract for three and a half years, or I guess technically from a cap perspective, it's it's like what, like a six year runway? Yeah. Before the big cap hits start coming, you got to restructure and, and it negatively impacts your long term outlook. But oh, then there's also the economics of some of these teams that gave out. I get that that's not really the spirit of the take, but if I'm a team that just gave a seven-year contract to Joe Burrow or gave the contract that Justin Herbert got, the cap ramifications of trading that player for the first overall pick is far canceled out the benefit of having a rookie contract at the position. So – I I am in the same shoes as you are, Joe. Here's the one I like. It's from Greg. Greg says, tanking is an archaic method of team building. Dismantling a team for a rookie quarterback to change the direction of a franchise fails more often than not, and that player is eventually labeled a bust, which happens so quickly these days. Scheme and environments has led to success far more often, uh, and there's becoming far fewer scheme-transcendent prospects. Plus, the franchise owes it to the fan base to be competitive every Sunday. Even yeah. if the team is playing bad, playing spoiler is always fun. Yeah, I mean, how many that. times have I said this? You do not have to have the number one pick in the draft to get your answer at quarterback. I mean, just look at the best quarterbacks and where they got drafted. It's Joe Joe Burrow is the obvious and apparent number one overall pick at the position. Trevor Lawrence as well, but Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Herbert, those guys. Who, uh, I mean, look at look Jalen at all these. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it's it's. There's so much evidence out there that the number one pick is not required to get your answer at quarterback. And to and to tear a team down, it does create more work for you right. to do, right? To build back up around that player, and right. so the, we we talk a lot about teams being ready for quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I think if you are actively tearing down a team to get there, um in a lot of cases, I would probably advocate for you to ensure that you have long-term assets to have flexibility to go get a guy when you decide it's time to go get a guy, but then not invest in the quarterback right away anyway. We agree here. I like this take a lot yeah. from Greg. Dolphins craze. I said we get to Tyreek Hill. Here it is. Tyreek Hill reaches 2,000 yards, but there will be no discussion as to he did it in a 17-game season because he will do it in 15 games. This might not even take 15 games. If Tyreek Hill Hill is healthy, I mean, what is he? He's only he's going to be after he's going to be over a thousand yards after Sunday, right? Uh, there's a pretty good chance he's over a thousand yards after in seven Sunday. games. Yeah, he might get this done in fifteen games, man. So he's he's got averaging one hundred thirty five point seven yards per game, and that's with like New England held him to like forty yards. And what like he'd have another fifty yards if he didn't have the little uh, little cramp there in. In the last game against right. was it was it did they play Carolina last Carolina, yeah. 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 
It's like, I was like, oh, here he goes again. Oh, well, there goes 50 receiving yards because he got a little tight there in a hammy. Uh, so his 135 yards per game right now would pace to get over 2015 games. Yeah. If he doesn't get injured, this is happening. Correct. I actually reflecting back on the other dolphins take that we had, I actually think the biggest threat to that take happening is Jalen Waddle right now. What's he at? 296 yards. Yeah. But I, I think, I think that's the next thing, right? Like you and I even kind of talked about this. The next thing for that offense is, oh, well, we haven't even gotten Waddle going. Right. So, and he missed, he missed a game. So you like, you acknowledge that, but he's averaging uh, 59 yards per game right now. And he's he's going to have some big ones. He's he's been targeted 19 times the last two weeks and he's averaged seven yards a catch. So it's just not that part of it's not there yet. I do agree. It's the next change of pace, but does it happen fast enough? That's just the question. It'll happen. Um, Ja says Kyle won't leave the Philly game the same way he entered. Uh, some food will be thrown his way if the Dolphins win. Are you a little nervous about this going to a road game in Philly? No, I've been I've done it several times. Oh, have you? Okay, so I, I've not done it. I've always kind of told myself I'm not. Like I, it's already going to football games is already a little edgy enough. You know what I mean? Like even if you're right. at like your home fight every week, so ridiculous, right? If like you got to go as a visiting fan, where where I've been a visiting fan in Atlanta. Atlanta, uh, Atlanta, Carolina, Washington. Oh, Kansas City. Those guys, yeah. Kansas, wonderful people in Kansas City. Wonderful yeah. people. I've never had a bad experience with it. I mean, I, I don't mean this in a negative way, but if I walked into Orchard Park head to toe in Dolphins gear, now the Dolphins weren't playing that day, mm-hmm. and I came out okay. I'd like to think I can come out okay in Philadelphia for a non-conference game. Well, we're anxious for the report uh, as to how this all goes down. Um, nose hair bandit. Okay. Deshaun Jackson's career is better than Odell Beckham's career. OBJ had higher highs, but DJ's consistency and longevity of impactful play gives him the edge. I think that's probably true, man. Odell like had his moment, but like it expired pretty quick. I just want to make sure. So Deshaun, three Pro Bowls, 1,100 receiving yards, 58 career touchdowns. Odell. Odell's got like 4,000 less receiving yards and less touchdowns right now. Right. Where, where, where is he making up the ground? When's it going to happen? Yeah, the only thing that Odell did that, that Deshaun Jackson didn't do, just from an accolades perspective, uh, aside of the fact that he was – better in his first three or four seasons was he won offensive rookie of the year in 2014. That's it. All right. We got some more fun stuff to get to here in just a moment, but first you got to check out prize picks. It is the funnest, most exciting, easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. I love this format. It's just you against the numbers. It's not you against all these pros, all these sharks. It's you against numbers. Here's what you do. You select two or more players. You pick more or less in their projected stats, and you place your entry. That is it. It doesn't take long. You can make an entry in under a minute. And when you win, the withdrawals are super, super quick. Love watching all these sports right now. We got hockey, basketball. We've got, of course, football all rolling, baseball playoffs. Well, it's even more fun when you have a prize picks entry going into a slate of games. So check it out. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use our code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use code LockedOnNFL 
That'll get you a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Folks, I'm not going to lie to you. I am obsessed with DoorDash. I might even have a little bit of a problem with it. I order so much from it. The convenience is just simply unmatched, especially in my busy life and Kyle's busy life. We got to bear, you got to juggle these kids. You know what I mean? You got to try to maintain your house. You don't have time to go to the grocery store. You don't have time to make dinner. Well, DoorDash is here for you. I love ordering food from my favorite local restaurants and even groceries all dropped off right to my front door. The consistency is awesome. They bring you exactly what you want every time. And if something goes wrong, they make it right with consistency. So stop worrying about what's for dinner. Stop worrying about what you're going to snack on. Stop worrying about when you're going to get to the grocery store. Let DoorDash handle that for you. They got a deal for you. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. So download the DoorDash app, enter our promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Again, that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Download DoorDash uh, on the App Store and use code LOCKED23, LOCKED subject to change, terms apply. Check it out. DoorDash, it's amazing. All right, Kyle, we got a couple of takes here that are interesting because they're like rule-based, all right? And I think they're compelling. They're compelling. This one's from Bub. Bub says, the NFL will experience the most penalties per play this season since 2009. And then he adds additional information that's important for us to know. The penalties per game per team is currently middling at 6.27 accepted and a higher rate than average for declined or offsetting at 1.26 per team, totaling 7.53. However, when factoring in a per-play basis, the NFL is experiencing its highest amount of penalties per play at 4.04 accepted per 100 plays and 4.86 total. These are the highest rates since 2009. The second highest penalty accepted rate per 100 plays was 2015 at 3.841, and the second highest total penalties called was 2019 at 4.558. This makes games much harder to watch lately as a neutral fan. So I think what Bub's getting at here, that's a lot of information and really good data, but we are having a higher frequency of penalties penalties, and it sucks. Yeah. As we no, welcome, it, welcoming Beckett here to the show. Yeah. Debut on the show. Uh, nobody, nobody wants the game to be about the refs. Right. Yeah. And I think what's frustrating is you have incidences every single game where there is, like things that are clear penalties that still aren't called. And then you still have like the influx in penalties. Yeah. Here's my take on it. Increase too. Here's where I'm at with this is. I only want penalties called if it's clear, obvious and affects the play or has something to do with a safety issue. If it's none of that, like miss me with it. Nobody wants the referees to be the stars of the show. We're not here to watch referees. That's what I'm looking for. It has to be clear, obvious, impact the play, and it's nothing to do with player safety. Like, get out of here with all this other mess. I agree. Uh, Chris says, take rule change on penalty yardage. If a team on offense commits a penalty on their side of the field and the usual result is half the distance to the goal, the defending team should be able to pick if they want the penalty yards to be half the distance to the goal backwards or moving the first down marker forward on the field the amount of yardage it would normally be. So if you are first and 10 from your own five and there's a holding call, the defense should be able to choose if they want to move the offensive back, offensive team back two and a half yards, half the distance to the goal, or make it first and 12 and a half from the two and a half. 
I kind of like this. It's too big brain for me. But I like it though. Yeah, it's uh, keep keep giving me the status quo here. You like this, so you, you would it's rather half, have it's half the distance to the goal. I like I I like what Chris is saying here. I like what Chris is saying here, a lot, a lot. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> you want I'm, Beckett's here. It seems like he's enjoying more. himself. Let's, all right, let's do one more. All right. Um. Oh uh, man, I it's hard to. Ch- I have like four, so I got to pick like the best one. Oh man, this is tough. Okay, let's just let's let's keep it real simple here. From Philip. The Browns will win the AFC North for the first time since I have been alive. And, and Philip was born in 1989. They get it done this year. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, they Cleveland. Ken, I think you get real nervous looking down at the standings and realizing just how close Cincinnati's climbed back in in the last three weeks. And, and Baltimore's four and two. Right. Now, and doesn't Pittsburgh has a head to head win over Baltimore and Cleveland? It's possible, but here's like here's what I keep going back to with Cleveland. What's the most important thing in the NFL? Quarterback play. And your quarterbacks are dead last in the NFL in rating. 66.3, the lowest in the NFL of any team. So wake me up when your quarterback play is better, and I'll start believing that you can win the division. Although I predicted Cleveland to, to win the division going into the season. So I, there I am. I'm on both sides yeah, of the fence yeah, here. Both sides of the fence, you can point to it and say you're right either way, which is a good right. way to live. Uh, I agree. The quarterback play needs to be better, especially without Nick Chubb. But I do think it is possible for them to to pull this off. I really do. Uh, that is going to do it for us. I have successfully pulled off. This is incredible. A, a segment. A segment. A yeah. segment. A whole segment. Uh, but we're going to get out of here. We're going to get into the weekend. I'm going to go probably fill up a bottle and <laughs> go fulfill those obligations. So I'm out of here. Joe's out of here. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We appreciate you guys for the takes. This week, uh, hit subscribe, follow along. We will be back on Monday to talk about all of the Week 7 NFL action and then start to get into some NFL trade deadline stuff. So looking forward to that. I'm Kyle Krabs. This is Beckett. He's Joe Marino. We are out of here. Thanks for checking out the show. And I hope to talk to you all again on Monday.